0: You're listening to Bow Down to Us, the Lore Edition, a podcast devoted to story-driven games. Here's your host, Joe.
1: Welcome to Bow Down to Us, the Lore Edition, episode 54. My name is Joe, and with me, as always, is Roger and Vince. Boys, how are you doing today? I'm not doing very good at all. I'm doing
0: no- <laughs> fantastic.
1: <laughs> Just great. Well, I'm I'm very happy that uh, Roger is making Vince <laughs> uncomfortable because all all's right is in the world.
0: You so. know what? It's been like over three weeks. Cut me some Internet slack. <laughs> has been.
1: It has been. You've been yeah. you've been kind of out of it, so I, I can kind of yeah. understand your need to to lash out and act out. It's kind of like the child that gets stuck in bed for like weeks on end. Yeah, gets out and sets fire to the been, bed. You know, what? I understand that. Been grounded too long. Exactly, exactly. So we're going to start out today. um, There's some Cataclysm news, actually, of all things, that uh, has recently come out. Uh, We're going to start with the disappearance of the portals from Uh, Dalaran. You might might ask uh, yourself, why does it have anything to do with a lore show? But it's a move to kind of decentralize everybody from the city of Dalaran and force them into the old world, which is getting a complete revamp in the storyline of Cataclysm. Think about it right now. The portals were there to give ease of access to all the different zones that had, well, banks and auction houses with them now what that would do right now is force you not to see the world it would just give you a quick way to go anywhere else so this really forces you to to go back to the old world use flight paths the fact that you can fly in the old world is important because now you can see all the changes and you're sort of forced to experience it it also makes Dalaran less important now Dalaran wasn't the only place that had its portals removed Shatrath City actually got its portals removed as well. Now, after logging in and rolling around, there's only two portals that are left standing. Caverns of Time portal is still standing in Dalaran, and the portal to the Isle of Kualdanas is still actually up there. Now, they're not without concessions. There are actually storylines and quests being put into the game to add new portals from the main cities to the new zones. There is a portal being constructed in the Twilight Highlands that players do assist with creating. Outside of Stormwind City for Alliance and outside of Aggramar for, uh, for the Horde, there are these portals. These are Earthen Ring portals that connect all the new zones together. Um, and as players progress in these storylines, you now build these portals, these bridges, so that you can quickly teleport between one zone and another. So while they are taking away the portals from these, these main central cities, they're adding more back in and doing it in a story-wise way that players are participating in
0: actually creating. So, I'm going to take away a bunch of stuff, but I'm going to create some quests so that you feel you had a say in this and that you were playing an integral part in this. But at the end of the day, I'm taking something away. And see, this is Blizzard once again dictating how they want us to play their game, which I can appreciate you have to do that to a certain degree. However, when your game is an MMO and it's a huge sandbox, I'm not as fond of them guiding me so strongly in terms of what they want me to do. And I I, I don't like this. I, I understand what you're saying. I understand perfectly, and I understand from the the design aspect why they're doing it, but that don't mean i got to like it, and I don't. No, I, the don't the portals like are it. there for a reason, and, yeah, I'll be able to fly now, but not nearly as fast as I can just hop a portal and go. So I, I'm not crazy about this. Well, there's another important thing to think about,
1: too. I mean, the game itself is going to add another – um, think about it. Just the 4.0 patch was another what four gigs worth of data uh, Give or take not to mention all the extra stuff that has yet to be activated or added in the game is going to be another couple gigs worth at the very Minimal now you're going to talk about a player base That's going to probably expand just based on pre-orders alone And you do you really want all those people in dollar Run at the same time? Do you actually want to log in to play the game because I, I mean that's another important factor as well While it may not make sense to a lot of people a lot of people may not like it and I can completely understand why not you're also making sure that people can actually play the game and they're not going to be in this lag center that's going to cause things to crash. Also, coincidentally, I have also learned that Hill's brand Foothill is directly below Dalaran in the server stack. Just saying. Now, on top of that, there's also new quests in Aldom and the Twilight Highlands beyond the portal quests. Now, I've only gotten to experience the Aldom ones, but we're talking about how WoW is starting to create a more cinematic experience. Well, these quests are making Harrison Jones... To be a true and mighty badass. Harrison Jones is so closely tied with the entire zone of Aldom that it's just absolutely ridiculous. And a good maybe 40% of the quests that I've experienced so far have a cinematic break. And we're talking like your character, your character will be actually in the cinematic sequences doing emotes, doing posturing and things like that, interacting with Harrison Jones and the other NPCs in a truly cinematic style. We're talking... Uh, audio we're talking what's going to be captions we're talking your interface falls completely away so it kind of immerses you into that zone so I think that's also kind of important to show exactly how much care they're putting into the new quests because lore really matters in this expansion lore really matters in this game and they're doing everything they can to try to draw the player into it besides taking away their portals
2: yeah, I mean, <clears throat> to, to tie it into my recent experience with uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, that was one of the few things that I really enjoyed about that game, how every major quest moment had an accompanying cutscene. And yeah, you're absolutely right. It, instead of just, you know, feeling like there, there's guys just standing here lecturing you and OK, you know, read the text and click OK, it, it does make you feel like you're more involved in what's going on. And any time a game can become more immersive is perfectly fine with me.
1: Moving on from there, uh, we also got a news about a new game coming out called Quantum Theory, which Roger didn't like very much the site.
0: I'm not, you're not going to be able to look at it. If you're in the audience, you ain't looking at
1: it. You know why. I don't feel uh, like quantum- screaming like a little girl again. <laughs> <laughs> Quantum Theory is a, is a third-person shooter video game uh, being developed by Team Tachyon and published by Tecmo, people that brought us Tecmo Super Bowl back in the day. Um, <laughs> the game is going to be released in, well, tomorrow in North America, and uh, it actually centers around two characters named Sid and Filian, or Filina, uh, who must fight through a living tower. Uh, it's The game is going to feature a cover system, a unique twist on the cover system, however, is that the tower is living, and so it's constantly evolving. So every, everything you see, everything you do, everything you interact with may change over the course of you playing with it. Now, I think it's kind of cool because when's the last time we really had like a, a story driven third person shooter besides war for Cybertron before that, the last one that I can really think of as far as a third person goes back to like, I don't know. Um, What the hell is a time crisis? But I think it's kind of interesting to see that sort of twist on there where the game is constantly evolving as you
2: play it. So you're never going to be able to do the same trick twice. I kind of like that. I got to say, I'm really intrigued by the setting because from watching the trailer, two things immediately jumped out at me. And that was obviously Gears of War, Mm -hmm. but then also Parasite Eve. Mm -hmm. And this seemed like a very interesting combination of those two concepts that uh, i hadn't heard of the thing prior to an hour and a half ago and now I- i'm kind of interested roger any thoughts on that no and i
0: can't go to the freaking site to look at it either <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it took me forever just to log into the stupid site because it kept yeah. giving me an invalid date until i realized it wanted a european date but I got stupid nothing. month second stupid well I mean it's stupid wanted me to know pieces. my birthday
0: stupid thing what the i like that's my birthday why are you <laughs> telling me that's invalid I'm not invalid <laughs>
1: I think it's also important to note that they're going to try to deliver a, a, another cinematic experience through a third-person shooter game, and it goes to show that there's really no media, no type of game that's free of, you know, sort of the story influences, sort of creative thinking, and it's that the, the genre is actually still alive, so I thought that was very important. Uh, moving on from Quantum Theory, we have another game called Hydrophobia. Uh, Hydrophobia is a survival action adventure video game, uh, developed by Dark Energy Digital and published by Microsoft Games on Xbox Live Arcade, um... It was originally slated for release on Windows, PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, um, and it was originally supposed to be an episodic content, um, but now it's going to actually be released, uh, well, you know, now it's going to be released on Wednesday of this week, September 29, um, as part of Microsoft's new game feast that they're doing. Um, it's interesting because it's humanity has reached this critical mass in this game, right? But instead of taking to the stars, they've started launching city-sized ships and we're talking like huge vessels that are living floating cities to go out into the to the world to try to survive and it was an interesting concept to me because that's something that we haven't really seen before. We see, you know, creating these, these artificial islands or flying into space to colonize the moon or whatnot. But this is something that's very possible. This is something that, you know, we, we overpopulate a, a country and all of a sudden that country decides to make an annex uh, ship that takes off that, the technology exists now to do that. Um, and to have a survival adventure game where something goes completely wrong in this uh, and you're forced to to, to essentially survive and unravel what happened and fix it, it, is intriguing to me. And to see Microsoft Game Studios make another game that just seems so innovative and so I don't know, creepy. If you look at the trailer, I mean, this game is going to fuck with you. I mean, you're going to hear water dripping. You hear the, like, scraping on metal. You hear the banging of pipes and steam and hisses. And you never know if it's actually something or if it's going to be, like, you know, just a piece of the ship. So I thought that was kind of cool. And it also shows that Microsoft Game Studio really is on their shit. They are on top of things right now. I mean, between Alan Wake, uh, between, I believe, uh, Halo Reach was also done by Microsoft, yes? Yes. Yeah, they published it. Yeah, they published. Okay, they published it. Um, but now they have this, and it's just—it's interesting to see that sort of evolution of a game, of a gaming system, turn into a game developer. So I don't know. I'm
2: I'm intrigued by this quite a bit. Well, the, the the story and the setting seem interesting, but what really blew me away about the game was just the, the technology involved in putting you into that setting. Like, you know, we see all the, this crazy, you know, physics effects and all, all the various applications of this awesome pistol that Roger's showing the, the video for right now and how you know, you're pretty much limited only by your imagination. You're like, oh, OK, you know, that's nothing that outrageous until you realize this is a full 3D game with this incredible physics engine and all these gameplay possibilities that, from what we're told, is going to be a very small, downloadable file. That's, that's a huge step forward, not just in uh, you know, actual development, but just in flat-out
0: game design. Yeah, I like it because it's again, you're using your environment. It's more about not just this straight shot to, to mm-hmm. win, but how can I get the guy who's around the corner without strafing around a corner kind of thing. So I like that it is using that kind of strategy. Anytime you can insert a lot of strategy into a shooter, I'm all for it. Yeah, there's the only so many thing,
2: times you, you can run down the corridor and shoot a guy in the head before it becomes boring.
1: swim through the corridor in 3d but another important thing to take away from this at least in my and in what i think about it is it's a downloadable content it is a downloadable game it is made for small easy consumption and looking at all the games that are being released through exclusively downloadable content um that marks a big thing too because digital delivery of games is becoming so huge right now uh, and to see such care and such detail and like you said a massive physics engine put into a downloadable game like that that's amazing and that that's showing that the the that particular part of gaming is evolving as well
0: well i think part of it too is that the, the devs are starting to realize that there's a lot and publishers are starting to realize there's a lot of money to be made from the inexpensive game that you're not looking at spending 40 hours on you know uh, you're looking at spending you know five to eight hours maybe even and if you can get more great but whatever but that you're spending a lot less money on and that you're going to have a blast playing and that you will play again you're a lot more likely to plunk down that cash like i just did for death spank thongs of virtue and i already called dibs on writing that review (laughs) but (laughs) i picked that sucker up And it's like, it's so inexpensive and it's, it's, it's so much fun. And it is, you know, that you're, you're not going to have to invest like weeks of your life on this. And I love that. So the more they can do that, the more they're going to realize that that's what a lot of people want right now. Because, you know, the thing is you guys make fun of my age, but it's true. Like I, you know, I was around when that started kind of thing. And my generation now are gamers, so, but my generation are also fathers and husbands and mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of younger guys that are as well too, but you know what? Like we work full time and our time is limited. So, but we're still, we've got the disposable income that a lot of the younger generations don't. So if you're saying, here's a fantastic game that you can play for, you know, four or five hours, you're going to have a blast playing in it and it's going to cost you, you know, 15 to 20 bucks. Boom. Here, take my money. I'll I'll definitely, I will plunk down the money to play it. See, and the other interesting thing about it is the timing of this as
1: well and uh Vince and I were talking about it uh a, a couple of weeks ago um but the 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 recent legal push to to make reselling of used games illegal in some like it's starting in California right now it, it seems very interesting and it's starting at a time where a lot of developers are moving towards a digital format uh for easier consumption uh, it's cheaper uh, and it ties it to a specific machine which eliminates the ability of resale um so it kind of helps the developers keep a, a steady stream of revenue without any worry about losing money on it, whatever. But it's, just, it's kind of interesting the timing to see all these downloadable games come out right when that ruling is, start, is starting to to hit into the, like the appellate courts so I don't know I, I think it's interesting at least
2: I don't know yeah but but it's also not like we're just seeing you know a bunch of you know oh hey nobody can pirate Xbox Live content let's just put all our crap on there we're seeing quality you know yes. hydrophobia death spank uh, Shank was cool as hell um, Scott Pilgrim versus was it the really world, greatest downloadable game ever Shank, Ooh, Shank was, was awesome and House, Scott yes. Pilgrim was awesome
0: yeah but Sh- shank i actually i was looking at that because i got the demo but i haven't had a chance to play it, but i was actually thinking about picking that up too it was good though very, very it was stylish. worth it
2: very stylish. oh yeah
0: that i noticed right away and that that that's what had me hooked on it
1: i would agree with vince that's what that's what got me in on it as well okay cool so moving on from uh hydrophobia we're mm-hmm. going to talk about Alteria rorona um the alchemist of Ireland, <clears throat> and i'm not talking about throat> Ireland, throat> Ireland, texas here um, I'm talking about a Japanese RPG with a very cartoon stylized sort of gameplay. Uh, the game is emphasis on an alchemy based item system, where you combine different items to create different effects. Um, it is an RPG, so it does have a story behind it. Um, what that story is, nobody really knows, but we know that aprons. it is about. <laughs> I'm sorry, the story is about aprons. Okay, the story is about aprons. Um, That's that's all I got from it. And there's a lot of nice pink stuff in it, too. Apparently. Apparently but it's divided into several different uh, sort of missions uh, that each one is sequential and, and develops the story as you go along. I just thought it was interesting because it's item based gameplay. Um, it's, it allows the players to have a sort of creative say on how the game progresses because you are combining items. Um, it is very Japanese and over the top, a very Asian style game where the voice acting is just way out there. The animations, like the, the, the little slide in 2d animations are over the top with like the the chibi faces occasionally and like the huge like little uh little like teardrops that pop up it's just kind of interesting to see that the RPG is not dead and is just honestly it's still there in many different forms so I, I don't know I thought it was it was something to, to, to look into at least a little bit
2: okay
0: moving along i'm all for this kind of style this style of gameplay as well too like i um this was essentially the same kind of style that they used for uh the PSP game gendak which was really quite a good uh rts game i i enjoyed it a lot so i like that and i don't mind the 2d sliding kind of thing whenever anybody's talking i don't mind that at all too and then the very japanese big eyes kind of thing i don't mind that too this looks a little too 12 year old girlish yeah to me that's the only so that's thing why, that that's i why joe's talking about it yeah that's really? why he's very excited uh, and when i say very excited his desk just raised a couple inches and that's given him a lot more credit he deserves um but it, it just looks a little too young for for anything that i'd be interested i hell i don't even think my son would be well actually i shouldn't say that maybe he would be interested <laughs> well, well
2: obviously it's it's popular enough that this is what what did you say the 13th game in the series Eleventh. 11th 11th game That's in the series insane. it's popular enough that but yeah i mean we like you said we we haven't seen quite as many of of our traditional rpgs that anymore we had final fantasy 13 this year um White Knight Chronicles, uh, I'll even throw Nier out there, but, you know, that's about it for the past year, where we used to see dozens of, you know, the big epic Japanese-styled RPGs that just aren't hitting the market anymore, And but, you know... They're not gone. They're just being more creative. We're seeing games like this. We're seeing games like Disgaea. We're seeing games like Persona and <clears throat> Catherine, where they're they're, <laughs> they're 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 not just sitting on the same formula year after year like a lot of American
0: companies are willing to do. And they're pushing the boundaries and just trying new things. The thing that I wish we would see more of is yeah, use that same kind of style because I don't have a problem at all. Like I said, with that genre at all, and a lot of people do like that style of game as well. But how would we find some western developers to do some games so that then the western audience can maybe relate to it a little bit more because that's one of the problems with these games is that i know that myself i have some of them not all but some there's just no way to be able to relate to some of these games i know they're hugely popular in japan but that's a whole different mindset <laughs> over there
1: well, a lot of that has to do with the whole difference between the, the Eastern and Western gaming cultures, too. And I mean, you have to take that into account. I mean, the Western gaming culture really emphasizes uh, action based gameplay over, you know, RPG story driven gameplay. But I, mean, I think we could do of- it. I think we, we could. could do it as well, but I think it has a lot to do with the, the it is a buyer's market. There are so many games out there. Um, I mean, you can walk into a store, you can look at the new release shelf, release shelf and see 40 titles. You had no clue what the hell they are before you walked in that store that day. So, I mean, you got to take that into consideration as well. I mean, what sells the best right now are the halo games, stuff like that. I mean, it's not the best, but I mean, you got to keep in mind these they're in business to make money. So if RPG starts selling, selling more, then we'll start seeing more Western games or game developers start creating them. But for right now, it's, it's, it's not the money it is, or it was previously.
2: Well, but I mean, what we're seeing a lot is the, the Western developed RPGs are the more hybrids, you know, the mass effects, the, the dragon age, which is, you know, almost as much a strategy game as it is an RPG uh, fallout. And I can count on one hand, the number of good Western developed japanese style rpgs i've played and when i say one hand i mean i've got four fingers left over <laughs> so it, it, it it's just for whatever reason the the companies have not been willing to even try making it even when the again the japanese style rpg was at its height with you know the the playstation one and two era we just didn't see very many of them coming out at all and even then very few of those were even worth playing
1: All right, well, moving on from uh, the RPGs and their failings, we also got a notification of Dead Space Ignition being released this week, September 30th. Dead Space Ignition is a prequel to the actual original Dead Space game um, in which players are now challenged to survive the initial Necron outbreak on the actual station. So we're getting all that story that uh, our good old man Isaac couldn't really get to in the first game and will now continue on into the second game. So it sort of it gives you the staging for the first two games. Um, the art style looked pretty nifty, um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing what the hell happened in the first place. What caused all these
2: weird mutations that come up on the on the, the station? Yeah, we saw bits of like, uh, you know, artifacts and weird, like, you know, strange, like. Alien mind control cults, and you know, we yeah, it, it made no sense, and honestly, it didn't have time to make sense because you're too busy running for your freaking life. So, you know, it, it's cool that you know they're not going to slow down that pace in Dead Space 2 to actually explain anything, they're, they're gonna say, Hey, you want explanation? Here you go. Here's here's a comic book with some mini games, which, hey, I'm cool with that. I love comic books. I love mini games. I'm sure it'll be worth, you know, 800 points or whatever it is. And so for somebody who wants more of the story can go here for the story. But for somebody who wants more of that tense balls to the wall, holy crap, if I turn this next corner, I'm going to freaking die gameplay. That's all going to remain intact in Dead Space 2 without really slowing down. And again, it is a downloadable game. It's not
1: going to be a standalone thing. You go to the store and buy. Um, it's going to be downloadable content for uh, for the various systems that it's uh, available on. So I'm looking forward to that. I, I, I
2: really, really am. Yeah, looks cool as hell. Uh, screw Christmas. Frickin' September is <laughs> kicking my ass. Death Spank, Dead Space, Halo, Guitar Hero. The hell, <laughs> frickin' Castlevania next week. Might as well lump that into frickin' September. Yes, while we're at. Yeah, Castlevania is going to own my ass for like a week at least. I am so loving the Castlevania article I'm writing right now. (laughs) Plug. (laughs) All right, so thank you everybody for coming out. And uh, don't
1: forget to visit us at bowdowntous.com. Be sure to visit our shops, buy our shirts, help support the site. Tell all of your friends about us. And when you download us on iTunes, make sure you leave a review. Uh, Every little bit you say about us helps.
2: Like you, you, you're not, you're not going around, ah! you know.
0: What the ah! hell, ah! Loud noise, <laughs> loud noises. <laughs> I'm scared. Holy crap! What the hell? Okay, I'm not opening that site. What the hell, dude? Why did, why did you do that to me? You couldn't have just. Oh my god. <laughs> Ow! Crap! Is that ever loud? <laughs> Jeez, Jesus <laughs> on a cracker. What <laughs> the, <laughs> was that? Quantum, was that quantum theory? Yes. Oh thanks for the warning! Really? <laughs> Screw that crap. <laughs> oh. Wow! <laughs> Holy shit, man, that hurt. <laughs> God damn. My freaking ears are hurting. Oh, laugh it up, fuzzball. I figured you would I figured you would have like, you know,
1: clicked on it beforehand. Sorry, I won't make that assumption again. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ <laughs> Ah, no seriously man that freaking hurt wow was that ever loud aye 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 but okay. anyway like I've oh you were talking through, uh... I'm sorry yeah I'm sorry <laughs> like, who was that I can't through. hear you So, what was that also
2: uh
1: Hoogs if you're in the audience and you're listening I see you're totally playing Dead Rising 2 which means you're probably
2: not paying attention to us you bastard no, he he had enough time to come back and correct me, so he, he's at least half paying <laughs> attention. <laughs> it's okay. The only thing I want to play is the damn freaking uh, dwarf male. I'll yeah. be fine. Dwarf dwarves win the expansion
1: anyway,
0: so oh yes, war- they do all I around. I want a scary ass worgen chick. That's what I want. She'll be like whenever anybody hears me on vent, I'll be like argh, argh, argh. Uh, uh, again. What is it really?
2: <laughs>
0: and so not like a sexy r.
1: What yeah? What you guys don't know is that he actually calls Vince randomly in the night and makes those noises and then hangs <laughs> up. Exactly. All right, so you boys ready to go? <laughs> no,
0: I'm not ready. I'm. I'm I need a moment. <laughs> you you miss I make that sound, but then you get the sound of the the Kleenex coming out of the box. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was gonna say he's got to mop himself up a little bit.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so creepy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: like absolutely nothing you can do
0: to make that ferocious it just sounds
2: no, no. God.
0: it is come on no, no,
1: no. Oh, that,
2: that's, that, that's ferocious something but it's
1: somewhere like, in your house your dog is like shaking its head and rolling its eyes at you no way. That hump on the couch. I made that sound sexy Gosh. okay well let's get this <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. what the hell Thank, thanks, Wasabi Joe. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh. All right, so let's get this started. Uh. Oh, uh. All right, so now for shenanigans. Uh oh. I got nothing else, but, you know, I'm just saying we, we don't have to disappear oh. right away. Yeah, if, if
2: there were shenanigans, this is where they would be. <laughs> <laughs> insert shenanigans here <laughs> <laughs> oh you see they pushed
1: uh,
0: "Cataclysm" was released back <laughs> no I hadn't but color me surprised
1: yeah it's looking at like a December release at this point now I, I, Man, I, I need a
0: to manner that. to replay whenever you say something that turns out to be complete and utter bullshit later on A way to press a button (laughs) There should be a Joe bullshit button And and, I mean it should be really tough So that it can withstand a lot of usage And so that I basically just go boom What was that? What was that? Boom Oh, it's definitely coming out November 2nd. What was that? Boom. And then I
1: never 2nd. said it was definitely coming out November 2nd. I said it was supposed to be. I said I was calling for second week of November. That was my prediction.
0: Vince. The prediction was wrong. How strongly was, was he saying that it was definitely coming He was coming- very strongly because he was. <laughs> they have
2: never pushed back a release until I, I didn't think about Burning Crusade. It's like, okay, hey. only half of their releases have been pushed back. So now two thirds of the releases have been pushed back. Got yeah. it. It's fine. Uh, if they have started, it, they're freaking doing a great job with that NDA because I haven't heard a damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> true, very, very true. Sony lawyers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> tell anybody, you
2: die. I think I might be dodging the connect bullet. <laughs> no, I'm not.
1: I'm I'm gonna dodge it for right now. I'm gonna wait. Yeah, right. Tarts gonna come over and say, "I
0: want to dance." <laughs> That's
1: fine. <laughs> she, can, she can dance. <laughs> I, I will
0: gladly watch her do it. And- She's not buying a poll. She wants you to buy a connect.
2: Here comes the Twitter message, too. In three, two. No, I already got four. an IM. Oh.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not, There's and you can't good. blame it on looking in the dictionary and how to spell all the words, because you don't. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, big size. <laughs> Tart's our number one fan. but yeah, know Apparently, the, uh, she's our number one fan. <laughs> I'm open. Tart, are you really? <laughs> <laughs> I may have spoken too soon. See, she says I am. There you go. Wait till next year. There'll be the new iPad 2.0. That'll be even cooler. And I'll buy one. Because <laughs> there's no buyer's remorse here at all. I'm like so Jamaican from New York. I'm gonna put I'll your make hand on make me sit. I'm Jamaican from Miami. Put your hand, on make me sit. I'm Jamaican from England. Just put your hand